two scripture portions here as the Spirit. Just bear with me for a second. Luke chapter 15. We'll go to that first. And then I'm going to pull out another scripture portion as well as the Lord is going to speak from both the sections. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Praise God. So we will read from Luke chapter 15 first. And then I will take you to the next scripture portion. Luke chapter 15. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15, and I'm going to read from verse 8 onwards. Luke chapter 15, from verse 8 onwards. Or, suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost coin. I'm going to read it one more time. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully? until she finds it and when she finds it she will call in her friends and neighbors and say rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin the emphasis whether the Spirit of God is replacing here is upon the woman's value of the coin and her reaction to that which she really valued when it was lost. I want to repeat it as the Holy Spirit wants me to. What this woman valued, to what extent she valued, and to what extent she went in order to recover that which she valued when it was lost. God is speaking. He's speaking to our hearts at this hour. If you truly value Jesus Christ above everything, then you will do everything in order to get that which He has for you. That's the truth. No matter how much you say that I love Jesus more than my life and I will die for Him and all those things, it will mean nothing if we don't show by actions that we value Him. We're willing to forsake all and follow Him. You see here, this woman, she valued that coin so much, she didn't say, well, I have all the other coins and one goes so what? 
One goes missing. So what? I have other things to do. I have cooking to do. I have cleaning to do. I have kids to take care of. And I have friends to talk to. And I have to go and grind outside. And I have to prepare food. And I have to go to the field. And I have to do this. And she is not someone who had nothing to do. Yet, when she lost this coin, this became her priority. I've spoken on this before. You can go and listen to this message. It will really bless you. Your value system, your actions. Your actions will show what you really value. Your choices will show who is the Lord of your life. God is speaking to our hearts through this hour. What you choose every day is a reflection of what you treasure in your heart. So don't simply say, I love Jesus, and more than anything, I love you, Jesus. If that's not the truth, you'll be found alive before God. And Satan knows it very well. It is important for you to place your value in that which is really worth everything. What you value has to be something that is truly valuable. If not, you'll be running after the wind, chasing after the wind. You'll be beating the air. You'll be making noise and not music. God is speaking at this hour. If you don't go after, if you don't go after that which matters the most, in the end, you'll be trying to catch the wind and be frustrated with it. You'll be trying to catch oil with your hands while it just slips through your fingers. This woman valued what she had. When she lost that which she valued, she was willing to stop everything and focus on that which she valued to recover that until she recovered. She did not stop looking for it and she stopped going after everything else. These are two important things that every believer should know and do. Until she got that which she lost, she did not stop looking for it. Until she got that which she lost, she stopped going after other things. She stopped everything. This became her priority. Diligence. 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 Will produce delight. The Bible says, you see a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before mean men. Which means, 
a person who is really diligent, anyone, doesn't have to be just a believer, anyone, any human being, if they're really, really, really diligent in what they are doing, they are going to excel. They're not going to stand before ordinary people. They're going to be dis distinguished. They're going to come up in life. It doesn't mean that they will achieve everything and, and go to heaven. No. But to an extent, it is true. That's what God's Word says. If you're diligent in what you do, you are going to become excellent in that area. And practice makes perfect. Whatever area it is, if people work hard, they will get an A. People study hard, they are going to excel. People work really hard, they are going to get promotions. See a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before ordinary people. How much more? When you become diligent in the things of God, how much more you become diligent in things pertaining to your soul? How much more when you become diligent with things pertaining to the spiritual lives of your children and your family? How much more? How much more? Think about that. Think about that. The diligence in earthly matters will produce earthly results. How much more? Being diligent in heavenly matters will produce what kind of result? Think about that. You don't want to be someone who, who hears messages like these and, and feel pumped up for a short time and then become like a deflated balloon. With no consistent action to follow through with what the Spirit of God has accomplished. Let this produce something permanent. That is the desire of the Holy Spirit. It is His desire. This woman, she saw that that which was important to her was gone. She said, I'm not going to let it stay lost. She was a woman who was driven to succeed. A woman who was driven to recover. You know, there are many people who have many desires. Oh, I want to recover this, and I want to recover that, and I want to recover this, and I want to recover... I want my entire family to be this, and I want my entire generation to be this, and I want my this, and that, and this, and that. Do you know what? They don't have the character or the passion to be like this woman. Driven to succeed. No. They're just all over the place. All over the place. Simply all over the place. Two days of passionate prayer and third day they start wandering. Their feet wanders, their eyes wander, their hands water, wanders, their brain wanders, everything wanders. After that they are on a they're on a whole different track, trail. What happens to passion all of a sudden? Oh, it's okay. God will somehow bring them in. What happened to you? God will somehow bring them. He won't somehow bring them. How will He somehow bring them if you don't care yourself? Do you care enough is the question. 
If you care enough, show it. If you really care enough, show it. This woman showed it, her action. She did not rest until she recovered that which was lost. Yet we have people who do everything else but the main thing. But the main thing all over the place. You call you can call them wandering Christians. Aimlessly wandering. Hey, today I run here, tomorrow I run there, and today ten times I run here, and tomorrow twenty times I run there. And I feel all happy because I ran all over the place and I feel like I did a lot of things. The end result is zero, chasing up the wind. What did you get? What did you get? Some body ache? What do you get? Headache? What do we get by chasing after the wind? What do we get? What do we get in the end? What are we running for and what are we running after? What's your focus? Do you have a goal? Do you have a destination? What are you running for and what are you running after? God is asking you these questions this morning. What are you doing? What are you doing with that which is lost? What are you doing? What are you doing with that which has been taken away from you? How much effort are you making? How much? How much effort are you making? Do you see that which is lost in your own house? Do you see that which is lost in your own family? Do you see that which is lost in you? Do you see that? Is it important to you or not? If it is important to you, how important is it to you? She was not someone who just went all over and said, Hey, come and see, I lost this coin and can you all help me? And the whole village was in the house looking for that one coin. The story doesn't go like that. When she found it, she told everyone. Before that, she put 100% of her effort in looking because she knew. If I look for it, I will find it. You call that faith. Tenacious faith. Faith that will produce results. Faith that will produce results. What kind of a warrior are you? You know, there are people, a lot of people I've heard say that, oh, I'm a prayer warrior. They're all prayer warriors. And I just have to quietly listen to what they say. What kind of a warrior are you? If you are really a warrior, you'll be like Elijah. Move heaven and earth and get results from God. It's important to never overestimate yourself. It is important to know that I need to have a passion. We need to be driven towards that which matters the most, not be driven to be scattered. Don't go after everything that drives you, you'll just be running after the wind, chasing after the wind. You'll be someone who knows what to be driven by. You need to be driven by the Spirit of God. You need to be driven by the purposes of God. 
You need to be driven by the passion of God. Otherwise, you'll be considered a fool at the end. God is speaking to a heart to desire. What is driving you? What is driving you? The things of this world, the cares of this world, the pleasures of sin. What is driving you? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. What is driving you? All these are not of the Father, it's from Lucifer. The woman, when she lost her coin, she was not sitting and weeping and wailing and crying. Oh, I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. That's it. I don't know what's going to happen when my husband comes. I don't know what's going to happen when my parents come. I don't know what's going to happen when my neighbors come. Everybody's going to come and see that I lost this. Oh, that's it. She's not having a pity party. And she can say, oh, I can't search for it. I'm so nervous and I don't know where it went. And go call the next door neighbors and have them all come and look. No. She knew one thing. I have the lamp. I have the broom. I have hands, legs, brain, eyes. Put it to work. She was driven to succeed. I being driven to succeed? Be driven to succeed. And the only one who can truly cause you to succeed is the Spirit of God. She did what she had to do and got what she wanted to give because it was valuable for her. Because she valued it, she did everything that she could do and searched for it until she found it. She was not someone who looked for it and said, okay, I'm going to stop now because I have to do cooking and I'm going to stop now because I got to do this and I'm going to stop now because now I need to go and have uh, some kind of relaxation. I'm just stressed out from uh, searching this coin and I need to go and talk to 10 different people and, and uh, tell them you know, how hard I tried and, and I couldn't find it and they all cry with me and, and then I feel a little better and feel like a hero because I just tried still and no, no. did it alone and she got it and she got it she didn't run around telling them what a hero she was she was happy about what she recovered that's what God is looking for being genuine and love from a pure heart she valued what she had and it, when it was gone she took responsibility for what was lost. And she did everything that she could do until she got it. When she got it, her joy was about the coin, not about herself. Never make your spiritual life about yourself. Never make following Jesus about yourself. The moment you make following Jesus or your spiritual life about yourself, know this. You put yourself on the throne. You become your idol. Be very careful with that. You follow Jesus for who Jesus is. You love Him 
for who he is. You praise him for who he is. You give a testimony to glorify God. The focus is the Lord God Almighty. It never be how wonderfully I spoke and how beautifully I gave the testimonies and how many people said that they were blessed by the testimony and, and the focus is all about me. Oh my goodness. It's a very terrible place to be in. It's an abomination before God. That's not going to be good. You're not going to be happy that way. How can you be happy? If you try to live for yourself and the focus is you, you're going to be miserable because you can never satisfy that wicked demon called self. You can never satisfy it. As hell is so deep, self is so deep. You can never satisfy it. You'll keep asking for more and more and more. You'll be one miserable person. God is speaking at this hour. But you live for Jesus, you live to please Him. You'll have the great satisfaction of pleasing him because the contentment comes from God Almighty and you will see the Father smile every time you succeed because he is standing by your side if you make it about him and not about yourself God is speaking at this hour the woman valued the coin when she found it she rejoiced and the whole focus was the coin. God is speaking to her today. Let your motive be pure. Let your focus be on that which matters the most, not on yourself. If a person is driving a car and they're not looking at the road and they're not looking towards their destination but while they are driving, they're just admiring how they're driving and they're admiring their face, they're going to die before they reach their destination. All the time have the mirror in front and keep looking and keep looking at their hands and looking at their feet and looking at themselves and applauding their skills, they will crash. Your eyes must be upon the author and the finisher of your faith. Me, myself, and I has to go for good. And Christ has to replay that deadly me, myself, and I. It's Christ and hidden in Christ. We succeed through Christ who strengthens us. Strong to the finish through the power of your might. That's the secret. How do you become strong? Through the power of His might. How do you pull down every stronghold? Through the power of His might. How do you become a warrior in the army of the Lord? He makes you this warrior. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. God is asking me this question. Do you value the kingdom of heaven like how this woman valued the coin? Do you value the things of God like 
how this woman valued the coin? Are you being a diligent seeker? Do you value eternal life for your family members? As this woman valued the coin that was lost and she was bent on getting it and wouldn't stop until she found it. How fervently are you praying for your loved ones? How's your heart? Where have you placed your affection? What is your priority? May God help you to answer the questions that the Spirit of God has placed before you this morning. I'm going to take you to the next passage. I'm just going to give it to you right now while I get it. We are going to go to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25. Let's just go there for a minute. I will read from verse 1 on verse. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. My Bible is on MLT from yesterday's service, so I'm just going to switch it to New King James for this section. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 1 and verse. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Qualification here, qualification number one is the virgins who were invited. They have to be virgins. And secondly, they need to have the invitation. So ten of them who are virgins received the invitation to meet the bridegroom. Who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. So in order to meet the bridegroom, they needed light, they needed direction, they took what they needed, which was their land. They know where to go to meet him, what to do. So with what they got, all ten of them prepared. And all of them had what they needed. And they're going towards the bridegroom. So far, so good. You have different types of believers. All those who are washed by the blood of Jesus and have been given the robe of righteousness become blemish-free before God Almighty. They're like the ten virgins. Qualified, invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. 
having received that invitation, all ten of them want to go. They wanted to meet the bridegroom. And so, they prepared themselves. Many Christians are like that. They say, I want to see Jesus. I want to meet with Jesus. And they take their oil, the lamps, and they prepare everything and they prepare themselves and, and they begin their journey. Very important for you to remember this. All those who begin don't end where they need to end. So make sure you end where you need to end by being on the road to life. Very important. If you miss the mark, you can just go somewhere else. You can say, I'm driving, I'm still driving, doesn't matter. You can drive all your life, but you end in the wrong place. All your driving will be in vain. It will produce tears. Unending tears. Because you missed your destination. All these ten virgins, they prepared themselves and they were going to go meet the bridegroom. Now in this place, Jesus Christ separates the wise from the foolish. And in his parable, he equally divides them. Five were wise and five were foolish. Number five stands for grace. All of them received the grace from God to go to the wedding party. All of them, all ten of them. The foolish ones and the wise ones. How did actually the ten virgins be how did they become grouped as wise and foolish by the choices they made until they got ready and got their lamps and gave they were just ten virgins but by the choices they made they were divided into two groups two groups wise and foolish all ten of them received the grace from God to receive that invitation to be there at the wedding party but there was a division between all those who wanted to go there will be a division in the kingdom of God where he will separate the wise from the foolish there will be a division that will happen in the house of God where the wise from the foolish will be separated who will separate them? Who will separate them? You. By your choices you make, you will separate yourself from the foolish or from the wise. You will fall into the category of whatever it may be by the choices you make. 
Yes. Based on what category you will fall under, will be whether you're going to meet the bridegroom or not. God is speaking to us today. These ten virgins had the invitation. They had the qualification of being virgins. They had the lamp with them. They had the address with them. They had the invitation with them. They all wanted to go. They all really genuinely wanted to go. But did all of them make it? Five made it out of the ten. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. For while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should be lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Again, the focus here is diligence. What do you value? And to what extent do you value that? These five wise virgins, they valued meeting the bridegroom to such an extent that they made sure that they had the extra oil. Obviously, the oil that we read from Matthew talks about the extra oil. The wise virgins and the foolish foolish virgins, they all had oil in their lamps and that's why. We read here, the lamps of the foolish virgins, they were about to die, be put out. Because the oil was running out. They had it for some time. But the wise virgins had extra oil. They made sure they prepared adequately in order to not miss this grand opportunity. May God help you this morning to understand what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. Don't miss your grand opportunity that God has for you. Don't be lazy. Don't be spiritually slothful. Don't have wrong priorities in your life. Or the 
foolish virgins would have thought. This will be enough. This will be enough. I don't think we need more. What did they do? They overestimated their supply. Don't underestimate your weaknesses and don't overestimate your strength. It will be a good recipe for disaster. These foolish virgins thought that they had more. They had little enough. Vinyls will be enough. But they looked at the wise virgins. They didn't think for a second that they have extra, so let me go and get extra. There are some people like these foolish virgins who think that, well, let them do the job now. Let them do what they want to do. When the time comes, I can get it from them. No, you won't. What others need to have in order for them to be blessed, they need to hold on to that. What you need to do in order for you to be blessed, you need to hold on to that and you need to do that. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts to receiving God's blessings when it comes to obedience. Just bypassing that will take you to a path of failure. Don't bypass obedience. Don't be slothful in serving or worshipping, following the living God. Be like the wise virgins. They said, doesn't matter what anybody thinks, I want to make sure that I have what I need. And five of those did the same thing. They all made sure that they had extra oil. When the bridegroom came, the foolish virgins, that's when they saw, oh, I have less oil now. It's been burning for a while. Then we slept and now we got up and I didn't even know how much I used it. Now, I need oil. How come they have oil? How come their lamps are burning? Oh, because missing the bridegroom was not something that they would let it happen. This is so important for them. They said, we got to do everything in our power to make sure we don't miss this grand opportunity. And these were the people who entered in. God is speaking to us today. And you value that which God has given to you. New value where God has placed you. Then you're going to do everything you can not to lose that grand opportunity. Be wise to hold on to that which you received. Now you've read the rest of the parable. 
where after the door was shut, they come running in there, crying out, open the door, open the door, open the door. The bridegroom says, I don't know you. Why will you say that? Because all those who received the invitation and who made the effort already went in. It was important to them and they made it in. God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. Give yourself wholeheartedly to the Lord God Almighty. And tell yourself, having heard His word today, I will not be among the company of fools, but I will be among those who are wise. Those who have their lamps, their oils. Hallelujah. Be among the wise. Be among the wise. Be among the wise and you'll be very glad that you made that choice. Be among the wise. Be among the wise. God is speaking to your hearts today. Be among the wise. And you'll be very glad that you did what you did. Because when all the wise go away, you will also go in. But those who give themselves over to the things of this world and they say, What is this? Meeting, meeting, meeting. What is this? Prayer, prayer, prayer. What is this? They're all like the foolish virgins. They won't go in and they won't let others go in. What is this all the time? There are people who say, I want to meet the bridegroom, but they don't prepare them adequately. They don't have the wisdom to prepare adequately. That's why Jesus divided them as wise and foolish, because one had the wisdom to prepare. Prepare. The other one didn't have the wisdom to prepare. The other one was very confident. What we do is enough. Our once a week thing is good enough. Our twice a week thing is good enough. This is craziness. Now you have to go and buy extra. Why do you waste money on this? You can just save that money. You won't need that extra oil. No. You need that oil. You need that oil. You need that oil. Do whatever you need to do in order to get it. Do whatever you need to do in order to get it if you value it. And you will get what you need. The woman, she got the coin that she lost because she valued it. And she pursued it. She kept on pursuing it until she found it. And here we see the wise virgins. They were not content with the land they had. But they said, we need that extra oil. They were in tune with the heart of the bridegroom. Thank you, Jesus. 
thank you for this word that you've given to your people. May your people be diligent, Lord, in following you. May they be diligent in praying for their loved ones, for their salvation. May they be diligent in pursuing you, O Father. May each and every single one present here be among the wise, Father. May each and every single one here, O Lord, let them prepare themselves to meet you, Father. Bless your people, Lord. The word that you have given to them is spirit and life that contains the truth of Jesus Christ, the very word of God. I pray that this truth that you have given this morning may bring your spirit into the depths of your people with the truth that you have given, O oh Lord that they may do what they should do in order to become what you've called them to become. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless you, people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.